broken window garden. Broken window garden. Live improvised. Live improvised. Sound clips live. <laughs> Good afternoon. It's Sunday, August 14th, 2022, 2.38 p.m. You're listening to The Broken Window Garden. Let's get started. I have no faith in myself or any clue where I'm going or what I'm doing. We have for the first time, remember this is 1969, so it was the first time I had ever seriously questioned um, what did it mean to be a woman in a society that didn't want me to be the kind of woman that I was, which is both openly interested in sex and also intelligent, out you know, outgoing, um, outrageous maybe, um, performative, uh, creative, having a destiny of my own. I was supposed to play second fiddle to somebody else's creativeness. Uh, so, so I was really rethinking my whole life. And this was, it, it, it was spurred on by a magnificent art, um, acid trip I took uh, 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 three months after my daughter was born. And um, 
And it was, um, I kind of woke up to this notion of who I might be, that sexuality was my path, that I couldn't figure out why anybody would care who I had sex with, if I look at jealousy that way. And that as a, as a woman who's planning to literally change everything I've ever been taught about how I was supposed to be as a human being, I vowed that I would spend five years without getting partnered. And that I would take my relationships with women very seriously. I identified as a dyke for, uh, as a bi woman for about 12 years and then as a dyke ever since then. And uh, it, it was... Uh, a huge amount of change. I knew I had to do a lot of work uh, to change my life. And so that became, and I also knew very clearly that sexuality was my path. That it wasn't because I was crazy, it wasn't anything else. It was like, this was something that I thought was a marvelous exploration. And it has been so forbidden to explore in this department, right? Uh, it's been, oh, I don't know treated as trivial or frivolous or capricious or at best and um, immoral and sick and rotten and awful and indicative of mental illness or what have you at worst and uh, or else God hates you. Um, so the, the idea that uh, what I had known about myself all along in the, in the seven years of active sexual life that I had had at that time, I was 25, uh, was that this is really something I want to follow, and I want to be free to follow it however the inclination takes me. Now I write books about the theories about why this is and how this works and what the consequences are. But at that time, it was just a big exploration. It was like, okay, how am I going to be? How am I going to be assertive? How am I going to be initiatory? How am I going to go seek, seek out my own destiny instead of wondering why I want more than to wash the socks of somebody else who's seeking their destiny, right? Uh, and so... It was really a marvelous awakening for me. I think sometimes I think when I'm being humorous that um, it is all sexuality is also a territory in which you will not find my parents, which is no coincidence. So it was another another freedom to claim, right? But I was claiming a lot of freedoms and looking at who can I be and what do I need to learn to do. I met a bunch of um, trans women slash drag queens, we called them back then in North Beach. Um, and uh, they became dear friends of mine. I was looking for what does a powerful woman look like and nobody told them they weren't supposed to be powerful when they were little boys. And, uh, and so I wound up with sort of a closet of thrift store evening gowns and I learned how to fix my car. But anyway, that's kind of like where, where it went. That there was wow. a moment of revelation that was transformative in my life. And then in this rather odd path, that's where I went. The title is a challenge to a presumption that we make in our society that a person who celebrates sex with a, 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 a large number of partners, uh, freely and adventurously, and you know, and so on, uh, is somehow is a slut, and that that's something you're not supposed to be, whether you're a man or a woman. Remember, I was living with gay men, and so they were talking about, "What did you do in the bath Saturday night?" Oh, you slut! You know, it was an admirable thing in, in this context, not admirable for women. But I looked at that and said, okay, it wasn't a conscious choice, by the way, about naming the book. It was a nickname we had for the book when we started out. And when we actually finished it and were ready to publish it, we thought about, you know, polyamory for the 21st century and all kinds of boring stuff like that. And, uh, since then, a book with that title has been written. And, uh, and we had been calling it slut for such a long time. And the ethical slut is so 
I mean, it's just a good title, frankly. It says everything you want to say, that you can be an ethical person and you can be a slut. You can be an intelligent, thoughtful person who's respectful to the feelings of the people you play with, who thinks about the consequences of your actions, who's careful and thoughtful and, um, and I guess respecting whatever one shares with a partner, even if it's a fairly brief adventure.
this this getting kind of funky because I'm 77 years old. But the the um, the amount of support I get from uh, people in my community is just astounding. We take care of each other. So there's a lot to say about doing this in, in, in a, a way that you call polyamory or whatever you want to say. Whatever you want to say, but to say that. We are also building different kinds of fantasy of families, of communities, of um, neighbors, of uh, not just these little tribes now, but you know, what we clans maybe.
Take care, everybody.